4: The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We have Jen Psaki flailing about. We have the FEMA director kind of just putting it out there. We'll get to that in a second. Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton stuff. Your ask Dr. Jesse questions are fantastic. They're all over the map. Everything from Trump and DeSantis and Biden to Genghis Khan burritos tacos you name it it's all over the map it's going to be a fantastic friday gosh i love fridays before we get to your ask dr jesse questions and whatnot i do i want to play for you a couple things right now let's let's just recap how it's going for the biden administration just just quickly okay he's one year into the presidency that still should be, as president of the United States, that should be the honeymoon phase where everyone still wants to be around you, Every, everyone in your party. You know, it's, hey, I, I know Joe. Oh, I, Joe called me. I'm, I'm Joe's right-hand man. Joe loves me. Joe Biden, one year into his presidency, is officially being avoided like he has leprosy. Joe Biden, the president of the United States of America, and Dome Harris, they went down to Georgia. That's the president and vice president of the United States of America, and they're both Democrats. They went down to Georgia. Stacey Abrams is running as a Democrat to be governor of Georgia. Stacey Abrams stiffed him. Was supposed to show up and give a speech with him? Said she had a scheduling conflict, told the president, oh, ah, you know, I would love to. Gotta get my nails done. I can't cancel that again. (laughs) That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Kamala Harris was supposed to go with Joe Biden down to pitch the Senate on voting rights legislation. She chose not to go because it's such a failure. Jen Psaki was asked, just flat out asked by a reporter in a pretty pointed question, uh, "What exactly is going on here with this administration?" And her answer is, "Ouch."
0: Uh, Is the president planning any sort of staff shakeup or changes at the White House given recent setbacks, including inflation at a 40 year high, the Supreme Court blocking the vaccine mandate and the collapse of voting rights legislation?
1: Well, I would say the other way to look at uh, the last year is that. Uh, 200 million Americans are now vaccinated. Uh, more than 80% of Americans have received at least one dose. If you look back to a year ago, only about 35% of people were willing to do that. The president's, through the president's action and leadership, we have made vaccines available across the country, boosters. We have provided more supply to the global community, 400 million doses than any other country in the world. And we are getting out of a pandemic and the the uh, economic downturn tied to it at a rate that is faster than anyone thought would have happened. Happened. We have confirmed more judges that look like America, that are diverse like this country, than almost any other administration in history.
4: Things aren't going well. Hey, Jesse, how, how's the radio show going? How, how are the ratings? How are the podcast downloads? Do you know how diverse we are on this radio show? We have men and women who work on the show. And did you also know we got a brand new coffee machine this year? That's what Jen Psaki just did. Uh, are, the reporter just flat out asked her, are you going to fire some people? That's what staff shakeups mean, remember? That's a reporter's way of saying, who's getting fired for this disastrous administration? And Jen Psaki's answer was, I mean, lots of people got vaccinated and we're diverse. <laughs> that is, um, that's not good. That's not good. And the FEMA director, you got to love this. The Biden administration, and thanks to Brett Kavanaugh's uselessness, this will now hold up in the Supreme Court. The Biden administration decided to fire all the healthcare workers in the country who didn't get a vaccine. Now hosti- hospitals are complaining about staff shortages. The FEMA director gets up there right now and says, ah, that's the biggest problem.
0: We know that the most critical need right now is medical staffing for our hospitals.
4: So the most critical need in the country Is a critical need because of Joe Biden? Ouch. That's how things are going. All right, let's move on. We got a lot of Ask Dr. Jesse questions to get to, but there are a couple things I want to hit up first. I'm going to read you some ages. Just bear with me a second. okay? I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to read you some ages. 19, 19. 21, 29, 15, 18, 13, 15, 17, 17, 16, 16, 19, 16, 15, 19, 17. With all those ages, what are you talking about, Jesse? Those are all men, boys frankly. Those are all boys. Those are all absurd athletes. Those are all soccer players. Uh, Many of them are professional already soccer players. So we're not just talking about athletes like 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 you and I going down and playing some racquetball. These are guys who are the most cardiovascular, most fit athletes in the world. They're all dead. They're all dead from heart attacks or cardiac issues, and they all died just this past year. Look, I don't know what's going on. I have my suspicions, as I'm sure you have your suspicions. I'm just going to once again say this to you, and honestly, more than anything else, because I don't want to freak you out if, you, if you've you know, taken the vaccine and you're worried about it or something like that, that you can't untake it, all right? So don't do that. I just want to, again, speak to parents, okay? And I'm just going to relay the story that was relayed to me. You've heard me say it before. Just got back from Florida, a little vacation at Christmas time. I get stopped by the pool. Just, you know, fan, just wanted to gab about politics and whatnot. There with his cardiologist wife. He's a big shot corporate attorney. She's a cardiologist. She, they're, they're also there with another doctor. She was there with another doctor. And I forget what kind of doctor the other one was. They start talking about the therapeutic, the vaccine. And these are people who are vaccinated and they vaccinated their kids. And the cardiologist says, I've seen it a hundred times already. When girls... Take that vaccine, it goes right downstairs to their reproductive organs. When boys take it, it goes right to their hearts. There's a doctor out there right now, Dr. Yafa Shiraz, and he's saying there's a 500% increase in sudden deaths of FIFA players in 2021. 108% died unexpectedly from cardiac arrest or heart attack. Super in-shape 21-year-old men do not die from heart attacks. I mean, even out-of-shape 21-year-old men do not die from heart attacks. When you're 21, you can really abuse your body as a young man. Trust me, I did it. Something's happening out there. I'm not saying this because I want you nervous because you took it and you're not sure what's going on or or if you're a woman, am I going to be able to have kids? You can't untake it. You just got to play the hand you're dealt at this point in time. I am only saying this because parents, be careful. Be careful with that child who I know you love. I know you want what's best for him or her. I know you do. Be really, really careful what you're injecting into your child? All right, it's officially something that it's on people's minds out there. That what was that guy? Uh, that Brazilian? I think he played actually for Portugal. But that Brazilian, dead. Remember that video we talked about the other day, laying there twitching on the soccer pitch, dead. Let's let's make sure we're aware of what's going on. All right, now one other thing. Does this creep you out at all this is the ceo of pfizer and again i know he's a bond movie villain sounding guy but does this kind of thing creep you out at all
5: in in another area that we announced today uh, a partnership would be are there are diseases these are diseases mainly that um, uh, uh, they have as a cause. A mistake in your DNA. It's a genetic mistake. Something is wrong with your DNA, and as a result, you have a disease. Uh, what we try to do with uh, the base gene editing technology, which uh BIM, uh, yeah. it is to targets that will be delivered through mRNA that will be able to correct this mistake. There are several gene editing technologies. We did a lot of due diligence, and we thought that the base is the best. The best one was BIM, and this is why. We, we did this partnership. We are having some other deals that are announced today that will help us to improve even further. Okay, uh,
4: okay. Acute... we don't have to go through the whole thing. You get sick because there's a mistake in your DNA and they're now creating something they're going to inject in you that's going to fix your DNA? That's going to be a no for me. That's going to be a hard, hard no for me. All right, that's enough of that. It's time to get into your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Oh, I do have some Jeffrey Epstein Clinton stuff too that's super weird and creepy. But before we get to any of that, got to be strong. This is the age where we need strong men more than ever, which is ironic because now we're weaker than we've ever been before testosterone levels are off a cliff. They're at an all time low and these horrible people who lead us now, that's exactly what they want. They want a society full of weak, effeminate men. I have people ask me all the time what I take. Well, you know, I don't, I don't like medicines. It's not that I'll never take one. It's just not something I like. I like chalk, C-H-O-Q. The guys at chalk, the Patriots at chalk, they came up with all kinds of great stuff, but I take two things. I take chalk daily and Chalk's Toncat 100. Toncat 100 boosts free testosterone by 87% in 21 days. I've been taking this stuff for a couple months. The difference you feel, it is incredible. Go to choq.com and use the code JESSE and you get 30% off for a limited time. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. On
6: air and online at jessekellyshow.com.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, did you seriously just play heart-shaped box after we talked about the heart? That's a little too on the nose, don't you think, Chris? <laughs> Jeez. Remember, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email your questions into jesse at com. I'm going to talk about this Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton stuff here in just a moment. You know what's so wild to me? Hillary Clinton was a senator from New York. That still weirds me out. No, here, here, here. here's why it weirds me out, Chris. They're not from New York. They're Arkansas people. And New York is just so weapons-grade corrupt that Hillary is able to just move there and basically be anointed as a United States senator. And then you have this Epstein-Clinton connection out there. Just, oh, gosh. All right, let's get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Dear gunslinger, I've recently been on a kick of learning about the meltdown of the Vladimir Lenin nuclear power plant, otherwise known as Chernobyl, and how the Soviet communists did everything they could to downplay the danger and lying to their citizens around the world to avoid embarrassment. Do you have any other examples of communist regimes lying to save face? Well, this is going to sound like a cheap answer, but I'm just doing this off the top of my head here. Everything. And here's... No, no, no. Just hang with me for a second. Here's what I mean. You notice anything on social media about people lying, the communists lying? I know you've noticed this phenomenon. And here's what I mean. You'll have a communist today. Uh, My five-year-old daughter asked me, is Trump going to ship her off to to a concentration camp? And I didn't know what to say. Or you have all the race communists here in America. Somebody just told me... Because I'm black, I shouldn't be allowed in this restaurant. Look, he wrote it on the receipt. And you just, you have all these lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. It's endless. I mean, c- clearly things that are made up too. I saw some idiot nurse on uh, social media yesterday said, I was holding my patient's hand as he died. And the patient said, Oh, I wish I'd gotten the vaccine. What have I done? I'm, I, that's not what people say when they're dying. Okay, complete lie. Everyone knows it's a complete lie. When you're a communist, when you subscribe to it, whether you're an American communist, whether you're in the Soviet Union, Cambodia, North Korea, Venezuela, it d- doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Pick your communist. You subscribe to a false religion. It's a religion, remember. that's a, the, Communism is not a political ideology. It is a religion. That's why it's so destructive, because it's all-encompassing. But the problem is it's a false religion. It's simply on top of everything else, it simply doesn't work. It could never work. It was some idiot thing, idiotic thing Marx came up with in the 1800s. It just doesn't work. This destroying, I'll destroy what exists in order to create something new. Things don't work that way. So it ends up just being this religion of destruction. But because it's a religion... The communist is not able to step back and properly assess it and step away from it. He can't make his mind do it. If I was to, uh, if I was to come up to you, and I was to tell you, let's say, let's say you had loving parents, at least one of them. Let's hope. You, let's say you had loving parents, and you're an adult, or maybe you're a teenager, whatever. And you have all these great memories of your parents, and. Here's how you were raised, and here are your vacations. Here were the values you took. Your dad took you fishing. Your mom dusting you off when you fell off your bike. You, know, you have all these, all these great family memories. And if I was to come up to you and tell you, hey, you're adopted. Your parents adopted you, and in fact, they don't even want you. And you would say, Jesse, no, that's crazy, but what? And I was to pull out documentation. I have I have the paperwork. Not only do I have the paperwork showing you were adopted, here's your picture from the orphanage, here's the paperwork of your parents that that they adopted you, here's a letter your dad wrote just a couple years ago asking if he can give you back. Look, that's his signature on it. If I was to give you all the evidence, you would still walk away from that and you would not be able, you would not, you you wouldn't believe me because your entire worldview has been shaped another way. That's what it's like with communists. So rather than simply admit my religion is false, I'm going to walk away from my religion, I'm, I, I, it doesn't work, the communist will instead simply create the worldview he wants, the, he'll simply create in his mind the world he wants to exist. This is a long answer, but it is true. What do they lie about? Everything. Absolutely everything. You know, in East Germany, Remember, there was this split post-World War II split where there was West Germany and it was really under the influence of Britain and us. And then there was East Germany and they were under the influence of the Soviet Union. And East Germany was obviously famously communist in a disaster. Do you know they would arrest people routinely? They would arrest people if people simply complained about anything. They were so committed to this false view that you weren't allowed to walk in a grocery store full of empty shelves and say, oh, man, this sucks. They're out of bread. You didn't have to insult the communist regime. You didn't have to speak out against communism or anything else. If you simply uttered a complaint at all, they would slap handcuffs on you and haul you off and they would maybe murder you for it. They, that's why they censor. That's why everything about them requires censorship. They must stop you. I mean, do you hear um, You hear CNN? This is a great way to, expri- to, to explain it. This guest went on CNN, and they were talking about Joe Rogan in the Joe Rogan podcast episode where the doctor came on, and he said, uh, uh, you, uh, you know that we have mass formation psychosis, Do you know that the government did this wrong and did that wrong? And this guest came on CNN. I'll play it for you here in a couple minutes. This guest came on CNN and basically said, hey, we need more censorship. It's not enough for YouTube to eliminate it. This guy shouldn't be allowed to speak at all. Now, that that seems insane to you. You have someone out there expressing a different opinion. He's an expert on the subject. And he said one thing that communists doesn't like the communist doesn't take that and say, oh man, I better rethink things. The communist says, silence him. Oh my goodness, silence him. Why is he still allowed to speak at all? It's a bizarre religion. I'll play you this cut here in just a sec. Hang on. Her heart to think her
7: love is only Slowly across the sky.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we still have to get to this burritos versus tacos stuff. Obviously, it's a heavy, heavy day, but we're talking about censorship and communists, and the question was, what are what are the things they lie about? And what I've been trying to explain is they simply lie about everything because they're sick, disgusting religion. It doesn't work. On top of everything else, it doesn't work. So instead of walking away from the religion, very few do they just create this world of make believe wrap your mind around this the inventor of the mrna malone he goes on rogan's podcast this is the expert's expert he created it he went on rogan's podcast and said a bunch of things that covid people hate he said a bunch of things they hate youtube immediately took it down and this guest on cnn this guest on cnn said oh no we need more
1: you know, I think at the very minimum, it would be warning signs and banners that would be issued on particular episodes or on shows in particular that were kind of uh, repeated offenders of that of that infringement on that policy. It would be directing people to credible sources like the CDC or WHO um, on vaccine related information um, or other sources of evidence since there seems to be just a lot, ton of speculation that ends up happening on these shows um, and people take it as infallible. People take it as somehow the other side of science when really uh there's a ton of consensus here to prove that what's that what that information is actually incorrect so at the minimum it would be banners and warnings
8: yeah and and joe rogan uh so significant here because it's the most listened to podcast in the world uh millions of people listen to each episode do you hear them
4: do you think they can hear themselves do you hear these people these people are outside of their minds, and, and so listen. Uh, wrap your mind around how sick that has to be, and we'll move on, on, to, on to other questions here. The American communist—well, they're all, all communists are like this—but the communist, they can look at honest, true information from the inventor of something, and because that person says something that's against their religion, they don't even consider changing their mind or walking away from their religion. They just want him silenced. Communists lie about everything. Absolutely everything. It's all one gigantic shell because it doesn't work. So they're consumed with lies all the time. They do it all the time. Joe Biden, I mean, do you realize how crazy this is? Joe Biden gets up and talks about, quote, voting rights. And wrap your mind around this. Voting rights and Jim Crow 2.0 and all this stuff. Not one person, not a single person in the United States of America with all the communist media outlets out there, they've never found a single human being who can't vote. Do you realize that? The president of the United States of America can get up and campaign on an outright lie that no one on
8: the planet can prove, and they do it, without hesitation. Like every other major civil rights bill that came along, if we missed the first time, we could come back and try it a second time. We missed this time. And the state legislative bodies continue to change the law, not as to who can vote, but who gets to count the vote. Count the vote. Count the vote. It's about election subversion not just whether or not people get to vote who counts the vote that's what this is about that's what makes this so different i don't know that we can get it done but i know one thing as long as i have a breath in me as long as i'm in the white house as long as i'm engaged at all i'm going to be fighting to change the way these legislatures have moving
4: not one media outlet can produce one individual in the country who can't vote. Not one. You realize how wild that is? We had an email and I'm not going to be able to find it, or maybe I'll come across it. I'll probably come across it in this show, but we had an email a while back and it was very genuine. And the guy was simply asking, Hey, how do you how do you talk to a relatively normal person, relative, friend, who you like, you love this person, and that they vote Democrat all the time? He, he was just saying, you can't talk to them about anything. And it's funny. I was actually uh, on a walk with the wife the other day, and we were talking about this too, how they live in a world – of complete make believe. You remember that Bill Maurer sound we found, Chris? Find that if you if you don't mind. A few days ago, we played Bill Maurer of all people, not exactly a card carrying conservative, and he was simply going on a rant about on on his show about what the average Democrat in America believes about the deadliness of COVID. And it's so anti science. It's so outside of the norm. It's crazy. Do you have it, Chris? Play it, play it.
7: But what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1 and 5%. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, Shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID?
4: I don't know. The most heartbreaking thing was, I don't have an answer for that. How do you talk to somebody who exists in a world of complete make-believe... How do you convince them everything around them is false? Remember I talked about it, I think it was earlier this week. It was. It's like that movie, The Truman Show. Ever see that movie, The Truman Show, where he, he lives his entire life, he's an adult, and he goes to work, and he has a wife, and he has all these things, and he starts to figure out every part of his life is make-believe. He's in some gigantic bubble of reality television. That's what it's like when you're dealing with these people now. And for once, I'm actually not trying to insult them, but try to consider for a moment, if you're a normal person, we don't even have to go with full-blown communists here, if you're a normal person and you come home at night and you watch NBC News for your news, and maybe you read the newspaper and you pick up uh, the New York Times, right? I mean, you're familiar with it, obviously. The New York Times, the biggest paper in the country. Are are you even in in this real world? You exist entirely in a world of make-believe and you don't even know it. What if you watch CNN to get your news? None of what you believe is real. Do you remember that poll? We've cited it a thousand times. They took, I think it was right after the election, right after Joe Biden (coughs) won the election. Right after he won it, they took this poll on what the top issues were for Republicans versus Democrats. And Republicans, it was all, you know, border economy, all that stuff. For Democrats, the number one issue comfortably was white supremacy. White supremacy does not even exist in America in any kind of organized fashion anymore. In fact, if you actually were a white supremacist, you would simply be run out of society in about five seconds now. It does not exist at any level. And for half the country... They believe that's the gigantic monster that has to be tackled. How do you deal with that? How do you take someone by the hand and lead them out of the world of make believe? It's not easy. It's not easy. I'll tell you that much. We got a mountain to climb, and I mean a mountain to climb. All right, we've got a lot more. Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Someone wants to know about Genghis Khan and how it compares to Democrats. <laughs> we get to that in a second. But speaking of make believe, think about your dollar. How wild is it? I mean, we haven't even—I haven't unpacked it fully. The dollar in your wallet right now is worth seven percent less than it was a year ago. Right now, it's worth seven percent less. That's insane, but that's real. I mean, have you called Oxford Gold Group yet? They're wonderful. I need to stress this, too, how wonderful they are to work with. There's no pressure. It's totally laid back. They'll get you all the information, and they'll get gold delivered to your front door. Again, not a piece of paper. Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold to your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. 833 995 Gold. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get gold. Get something that's not going to be subject to this inflation, huh? Oxford Gold Group. For gold, you can hold. Jesse
6: Kelly. The Jesse Kelly Show.
0: It is
4: the Jesse Kelly show. I still can't believe Hillary Clinton was a senator in New York. I I know that's old news. I know it's not exactly fresh on our minds, but we have this. Look, Jeffrey Epstein brought eight women with him to the Clinton White House. That's the headline that's out there today. Unearthed visitor logs last month confirmed the late pedophile had visited the executive mansion at least 17 times during Bill Clinton's first term. Additional records, this is from the Daily Mail, obtained exclusively by the Daily Mail, reveal that Epstein was not always alone during his trips to the White House, where he was joined by eight different women between 1993 and 1995. The never-before-seen footage also shows the disgraced financier, who on three occasions visited the president's house twice in one day, and kept a framed picture of himself at the podium of the White House briefing room at his Palm Beach mansion. I don't think we've ever really fully unpacked this. I mean, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton. Remember we had that ABC reporter, I forget her name, the ABC reporter. It was a behind-the-scenes release. I mean, they didn't release this to the public. She was complaining to staffers. And she was saying, hey, I can't believe they didn't let me run with the, with the Epstein story. I had everything. I had Clinton. She says it on camera. And Bill Clinton's not dead. We have the still very much alive former president of the United States of America really, really, really linked to an international sex trafficking ring and not a single American reporter has asked him about it. Not one. Is that one? speaking about a world of make believe? That's unbelievable negligence. Uh, you know what? Forget about it. Let's do some ask Dr. Jesse questions, dear Dr. Kelly, Ph.D. He says progressive-hating disciple. You stated Genghis Khan was excellent at absorbing his skilled opponents by offering to take good care of them. Isn't that how China partners with commie Dems and rhinos these days? He said, "Thanks. Said I can use his name. His name is Michael." Well, look, China just bribes us, okay? It, it, it China just bribes us, and that's one. Two. When I say take good care of them, yes, Genghis Khan took care of the people he took in, but I don't want to act like they were always given a choice. You see, when Genghis Khan would take over an area, he famous. He was famous for this. He would tell them, "Hey." You can surrender your city now and surrender it to me and you will be under my rule or I'm going to kill everyone. And I need to clarify, when Genghis Khan said everyone, he meant everyone. Men, women, children, they had a system where they would assign so many people to each soldier just to make sure everyone died. They would kill the pets and then... When they left the city, uh, sometimes, by the way, he would leave a mountain of skulls as a message to other people. I know, it's kind of sweet. But after they left the city, he would then wait a few days or a week and send troops back into the city to find anyone who had been hiding before so he could make sure they died too so everyone died. When you're an engineer or a doctor or an artist or, or whatever, whatever, and Genghis Khan comes to you and says, hey, would you like to join me? Eh, the answer is going to be yes. The answer is going to be yes. You didn't feel like you had a bunch of choices at that time. You're not going to be all, oh, you know, Genghis, I would love to, but I'm I'm fielding several offers at this time. Give me a week or so and let me get back to you and see what they offer. Okay? So let's just clarify on one of the reasons people were absorbed in. But back to your point. I can't believe I can't remember who this is because I have I've have so many guests on between radio and TV. Remember, I have a TV show on every single night on the first TV, nine PM Eastern every night. I have a new show on TV, so if you'd like the privilege of looking at me while I speak, Chris, <laughs> you can watch me on TV too. But I have so many guests that sometimes I forget who said what. I had a Chinese expert on once, and I, I think it may have been Gordon Chang, but I don't want to I don't want to misquote him. I had a Chinese expert on once and this was disheartening but also true he said you know what they say what 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 the reputation is of americans in china we're cheap and what i what he meant by cheap was we don't even cost a lot to be bought off it doesn't take much to buy an american now don't feel down about that that doesn't mean you're cheap here's what it means American politicians are cheap because, for the most part, they've gone through America's anti-American education system, and they don't have any love of country. Remember, we haven't done this in a while. What are the three things all of our cultural leaders have in common now? Everyone, from education, politics, everyone. One, no love of country. Oftentimes, they hate the place, but no love of country. Two, completely disconnected from the real world, from how you live your life. They just go right from academia into politics or whatever, and they they just don't understand how normal people live. And three, an ironclad belief, the West's limitations on their power are a bad thing. They believe they should be able to rule over you as kings and queens. But back to the love of country thing, our guys get bought off easy because it doesn't take much to bribe someone into betraying what they hate already. I mean, how much, if someone approached me tonight after the show, let's say tonight after the show, I get out of here, I'm getting ready to leave the studio, and someone approaches me with a suitcase full of cash, and he says, hey, Jesse, here's a bunch of cash in here. You can eat all the red lobster you want with this cash, but here's the thing. I need you to go on the air, and I need you to trash Hillary Clinton. Uh, okay, give me the money. (laughs) It's not hard. It's not hard, Right. Because I already hate Hillary Clinton. It's not hard to buy off American politicians. Because most of them hate the country. If you approach me with that same suitcase full of cash. And said hey I need you to go on the air. And trash your sons. Well no. Go screw yourself. I don't care how much money's in there. I I love my little buddies. Not in a million years. Americans get bought off easy. Because Americans hate the country. Not you. But the ones who lead the culture hate the country. That's why look. It's why we have a bunch of rhinos and Democrats who constantly go easy on China. Hmm. All right. We have a bunch more emails. I have some audio from Biden. Hang on. Kelly's show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to get back to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. I still, you've heard me say this a hundred times. So you're probably rolling your eyes at this point. I, I cannot, I have these moments still where I cannot believe this human being is the commander in chief of the most powerful nation on earth.
8: Now, I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I'd, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over uh, the uh, the Omicron variant.
4: <laughs> what in the world? What in the world? What do we do? How? How is it that we have so many smart, brave, capable people in this society, and all of our politicians are idiots? All of them. All the people who lead us are idiots. It's crazy to me. Back to your questions, Jay Steele the Third. Love the story of you drop drop kicking a chihuahua out of that RV. I did not kick the dog out of the RV. The dog leapt out of the RV. I'm sorry. While I'm sorry you missed the sale. I can't help but thinking it may have been the critical step in the path you took to go full time into media. You're such an important voice as we fight the communists. We can't do this without you. So if muffles had to eat pavement to save the republic, then so be it. (laughs) Now my question. Is there ever any excuse for a soup or stew as the main course? If so, what would it be and what should be served with it? Keep it up, brother. He says, I can say his name. His name is Heath. Oh, he also says at the end, by the way, I just switched our four lines to Pure Talk last month and couldn't be happier. I'm telling you, Pure Talk is the bomb. They're on the same network as the other guys, so you don't sacrifice coverage. And they're cheaper. The average family saves 800 bucks a year. Man, Pure Talk is – anyway, I'm I'm not going off on it right now. I love them. I I like not sending my money to companies that hate me too. But back to his question. This is a tough one. Okay, I've actually got a couple big food items and might as well get these off my chest right now before we get back to politics. One, I have lived my entire life as a soup hater. I just don't – I just think it's useless. Yeah, if I roll in a Chinese place, I'll get a little little cup of egg drop soup. If I go to some cage and joint, I'll get a, you know, a crawfish bisque or something like that, a little cup of it. But it's always just a, a complete side item. Like an American, if I'm in a place that serves French onion soup, I'll get French onion soup and I'll tell them I want a lot of extra cheese. And then I'll just eat all the cheese off the top and give the soup back. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. I'm not a soup man. I'm not a stew man, not at all. However, as I've gotten older, I've come around on one thing and one thing only. Chili and garlic bread. If you sit down in front of a big meaty bowl of chili with no beans, of course, get those foul beans out of my chili. But if you sit down in front of a steaming bowl with a little spice to it, a little bowl of chili, oh man, my, my mouth's starting to water, Chris, and you have the all-important chili side dish, garlic bread, a generous amount of garlic bread to dip in the chili as you're eating the chili, I would eat that as a meal. Under no other circumstances would I ever eat a soup or or a stew as a meal. Get out of here with that garbage. What, Chris? Am I missing one? I'm not missing one. Chris doesn't have anything either. He knows I'm right. All right, but before I get back to the politics, one other one other thing I've been really wrestling with lately. And I don't want to I don't want to get too heavy. It's a Friday show. It's supposed to be more lighthearted. We like to laugh and have fun on Friday. The week's heavy enough. So I don't like to bring really, really heavy stuff on a Friday. I know you go through enough, right? Everyone's got their own stresses, but I have something I need to get off my chest. i've been I've been wrestling with it. Taco or burrito. Now let me I need to clarify something. Mexican food is different. Mexico has different, basically states. They have a bunch of different regions. So you'll always see someone out there say that's not real Mexican food. They don't know what they're talking about. The Mexican food differs between the different Mexican. I'm just calling them states, the different Mexican areas. That translates into what U.S. state is north of those particular areas? Californian Mexican food is different than New Mexico's Mexican food. It is different than Texas's Mexican food. It is. I lived in Arizona for a long time, and this is going to sound wild. What we have to get this, we have to get through this. We didn't really have breakfast tacos in Arizona. I'm not saying they don't exist. So don't write me and say, "Oh yeah, we do." They're there. It was a Mexican breakfast burrito. Even, even when it wasn't breakfast, it was a burrito. So you would just grab it and just come all of that thing down. I got to Texas. Yeah, you can find burritos here. It's tacos here. Everything's more open. I don't know which one I prefer. The beauty of the taco is this. No, not hard shell tacos, Chris. No, we're not children, okay? We're not children, not hard shell tacos. Flour tacos, soft tortillas like adults. So let's just be clear about what we're talking about. The taco, it is wonderful because you can make sauce additions to the taco without destroying the taco. If I'm going to get a little hot sauce, a little salsa with it, a little something, I can just dribble it right down the taco, no problem. For the burrito, I don't have that option. I can't risk unwrapping the burrito. You lose all cohesiveness. You've just got to dribble a little on each bite. However, the taco's also more difficult to eat, and you lose, you do lose valuable innards out the back end as you eat the taco. You know I'm right, Chris. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. The burrito, I don't lose anything out the back end of my burrito. My burrito is solid all the way through, and here's the kicker. I think I think I might be a burrito man because of this. At the end of the burrito, because... You didn't lose all the innards out the back. And the gravity being what it is, the end of the burrito, when you finally get to the end of it, that end part is always extra good as the sauces and greases and cheese have slowly leaked down to the end. So it's almost like you get a little Mexican dessert at the end of it. What, Chris? I've had a burrito blow out on me. It can happen, but it doesn't happen often if you have the right technique. I told you, you just have to come all up. You know, we're not gonna go into it, we're not going into it right now. Let's get to some more questions here on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Dear humble servant of Elohim, the creator of the universe. Who's Elohim, Chris? E-L-O-H-I-M. I recently been I've been I've recently been blessed with the honor of miles and miles of highway driving. Since the entire continent listens to your show now, will you please teach a lesson on the left lane once again? Many thanks. Oh, that means God in Hebrew. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I didn't know. I didn't know. All right. Let's get something cleared up right here. The The slow left lane driver, you know who you are. And I know you don't think this is who you are, but you know who you are. You're the person who goes to the grocery store and leaves the grocery cart by wherever your car was. You just take the grocery cart out to your car and unload your stuff, and you leave the cart there. You are so self-absorbed. You're so involved with yourself and absorbed in your own world. You cannot see anything else going on around you at any time, at any time. And I'll tell you what, I hate you. Get out of the left lane. I don't understand what this is. The left lane is not your saunter lane. If you're a saunterer, that's fine. I have friends who are saunterers. Saunter in the right lane. In the far right lane. The left lane is for those of us who want to go at higher speeds. If you're in the left lane and you look around and you don't find yourself passing anybody, you're a jerk. Move over. Move over. Over. That is for the passing lane. and it is, it, is, it is as if this is not taught. It is as it really, it legitimately is like people are taught, oh, just any lane's fine. No. The left lane is for passing. All right. I need to get to something else here real quick. I was laughing about this on the way to work today. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, would you play that little cut from Dome that we played yesterday?
6: Does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time?
0: It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree. <laughs>
4: what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> Gosh, so it, it, I had a funny thought about that. I was I was just dwelling on the state of everything on the way to work today because look, I'm a very heavy thinker, Chris. I'm what you might call what I'm I'm what you might call a philosopher. Really, you want you need to think of me like uh, Plato or Socrates. Really, that's more what I'm like. But I was I was thinking about this on the way to work today, and just I couldn't help but smirk and smile. So I realized I actually d- did not time the break properly. So I'll explain to you. What I'm smiling about in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about Pure Talk again. You just heard me talk about them. I get emails every day about Pure Talk. Best decision I ever made. The whole family switched. You know, the average family saves $800 a year when they switch to Pure Talk. Get rid of Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. And I just want to stress this. Not only is this a patriotic company, when you call, you talk to an American. America-based customer service, you talk to an American. They're just lovely to deal with, and it's trouble-free. If you want to keep your phone or, or, or keep your phone number or whatever, that's fine. That's totally fine. If you want a new phone, they have those too. New iPhone 12 or iPhone 13, they have those, they have those too. And you get to save money and not throw away money at communist companies every month. From your cell phone, dial pound two fifty and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional fifty percent on your first month. That's pound two five zero, say Jesse Kelly.
7: Feeling a little stocky?
6: Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is-
4: the Jesse Kelly Show. And a reminder, if you missed any part of the show, and I can't imagine you would. Come on, Chris. If you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. There's over a thousand of them by now. They're so daggone funny. And remember, you can email the show anytime. I read all your emails. They go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. Jesse at show.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions can be emailed during the show, Jesse at show.com. Chris, play that little clip of Dome again for me, please.
6: Does the administration say, you know what? The strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time?
0: It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to... Um, pa-
4: pause real quick, Chris. I actually want you to restart this for me real quick because Chris just pointed out something that I hadn't really picked up on before, which I know that's amazing. I, Chris contributing something to the show I thought was really weird, but anyway. Hear the quiver in her voice? Why is she such a nervous, unsettled soul? Doesn't she? That's why she does that weird cackle every time she's asked something. She's always so nervous. Now, this is a woman in her 50s. It's one thing. I know we have a bunch of kids listening to the show. Kids, let's say you're insecure right now. Maybe you got a big pimple. Maybe you're too skinny. Maybe you're too fat. Maybe you're you're this. Maybe you're that. Maybe you don't like your clothes. Maybe you don't, whatever the case may be. Understand something, kids. That's normal for your age. That will change. Just give it time. You'll grow up, and you'll eventually become extremely settled with who you are. I don't know anyone in their 50s who is an unsettled person. Chris, am I out of line there? Do you know anyone that age? Kamala Harris, it's honestly like she doesn't know who she is or what she is. Do you hear the little quiver in her
6: voice? Start it over again, Chris. Does the administration say, you know what, this strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time?
0: It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. It it is time every, every day. (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's a very odd person. But anyway, back to my thought I was having because I was playing this on the way in. I was playing this over in my head on the way in. Joe Biden's obviously failing. That's that's not news. Even the media Remember we played that clip at the beginning of the show? Uh, so do you? Uh, who's, who's getting fired? Like what's going to be the staff shakeup? So Joe Biden's failing. You're the Democrats. You're staring at this right now. Your backup plan was Kamala Harris. They know that's not going to work. The other backup plan is butt gig. Remember, Transportation Secretary Butt gig. Butt gig is not going to work. But gig is gay. They have they tried this in the primary. Black votes will not turn out for a gay man. This is poll after poll after poll after poll in this country. Cites this. I know, I know no one wants to talk about it, but you know I'm offensive as can be, so I talk about it anyway. Look, the data bears it out. I for some reason. That's an extra hang-up in the black community. That's why Buttigieg failed so badly in his Democratic primary last time. Okay, so Biden's a failure. Kamala's obviously a failure. Buttigieg is not going to work, and I don't mean to be insulting to a new mother, but he's just not going to work. What are you going to do? I mean, all these emails people have been writing and the articles about could Hillary run again, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. I'm getting more and more convinced that might be real. And Chris, to be a favor real quick, I don't prepare for the show, so I didn't do this. Look up how old Hillary Clinton is. Uh, Hillary was, was getting up there for a presidential run when she ran against Trump. Now, I went to community college, but that was five years ago. Hillary Clinton's got to be well into her 70s by this point in time. If not pressing 80, I would guess. I, I, I would. I'm, this is just a guess. I would guess she's 75-ish, overweight, 72, 74? Man, I'm so smart, Chris. I should, what? No, I should be one of those carnival guys who guesses your age. But anyway, she's 74 years old. 74 years old. That's the plan? That's the plan? I'm telling you, these people are going to dig up Michelle Obama or dig up Oprah or or there'll be this hardcore push for... Uh, a celebrity, they always do this stuff. The celebrity, it'll be a, some hardcore push for The Rock or something like that. And let me let me be clear. I could see Michelle Obama. I've always, always thought she was. Well, don't get me wrong. I can't stand her, but wildly ambitious. She always came off as the type that I I ain't gonna be led around. But you know, always always came off as that type. And remember, I don't care if you hate her or if I hate her. Michelle Obama is extremely popular, especially with Democrats and with relatively normal people. That would make me nervous, but Republicans do this too. Democrats do it more often with the whole celebrity thing. I want uh, Matthew McConaughey to run. I want the rock to run. I want, listen, remember, remember my rule for why people become politicians. Here's the main reason people become politicians. You become a politician because it gives you access to the things rich people have without ever actually having to accomplish anything. Yeah, you want to be a a rich guy who gets to fly on a private jet and and he wants to eat steak dinners and, and you want to do all these things. Only you're Eric Swalwell, so you're a loser without any talent. If you want to be able to do those things, you have to get elected. And then you get a staff and you get to fly private now and then and you get stakes spot for you. The Rock ain't running. The Rock makes who knows how much money a year. He's not going to sit in committee hearings in Congress. Get out of here. People always want the celebrities to run. The celebrities already have everything they want, they're not going to be out there knocking on doors for votes. All right, we have more Ask Dr. Jesse questions next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get back to your questions here in just a second. Just speaking of the world of make believe, I've brought this up before. The difference between how red areas have lived their lives in the last two years versus how the blue areas are still living their lives. I saw this on CNN, and well, I didn't obviously watch CNN, but someone sent this to me from CNN, and I just. My jaw dropped, people live like this today. This is Hunter. She's a black lab. She's 14 months old, and she's a warrior. In the fight against COVID, Hunter received training to recognize the scent of the coronavirus. If she smells it, she will give a signal. Nothing found in this second grade gym class at the LG Norse Elementary School in Norton, Massachusetts. So she goes on to play with some of the children
8: but then Hunter is brought into the school library. Good girl. And while first graders have music class on the other side of the library, Hunter abruptly sits down.
4: A signal that. We do have some Oda, presence of uh, COVID Oda on this uh, bookshelf. She just, um, she actually just just sat. They, they sent in a COVID sniffing dog to the school. Where the kids are? (laughs) What? What What level of madness have we reached in this country? Golly. All right, let's get back to your questions. Dear Oracle, for Christmas, my mom got me noise-canceling headphones, and I'm using them a lot. My mom keeps yelling at me because I can't hear hear her talking to me. (laughs) Whose fault is it? I said it's her fault because she got them for me. (laughs) I'm with you, bud. That's on mom. Look, that's on mom. The bottom line is that you don't get your kids a drum set and then complain about the noise. You don't get noise canceling headphones and blame him. Mom, that's on you. That's totally on you. Dear handsomeness incarnate, Chile, Chile, sorry, has elected a full blown communist as president. He talks about environmentalism, forgiving student loans, gender equality, Palestinian occupation, etc. Should Pinochet have stepped down from power? It seems like the communists always infiltrate unless stopped. Well, I mean, look, that is the thing. This is actually hard because people don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to say it. People don't want to hear it. But it's true. It's a never-ending fight. There's There's never a moment where you get to that place and the communists are defeated and they've they've just chosen to give it up and they've walked away. They're just always there ravenous. We have to remain ever vigilant. It's where we failed. It's where the freedom-loving Americans, myself included, it's where we failed in this country. We thought that freedom was, you know, laissez-faire. It's just, hey, hands off. Freedom is not minding your own business, hands-off, laissez-faire. Sometimes freedom has to be aggressively protected. Oftentimes it does because there's always someone wanting to take it. But the right got stuck in this awful mentality of, well, I don't want to be like them. No, we can't use any power here. That, that's not, don't you love this? That's not who we are. Oh, that's, that's not who we are. It better become who we are. I'll tell you that much. Jesse, do you still want a bear cape? I have a bear cape for you. It's a long story, but I was asked to store this when a friend who got it from a friend who passed away moved away. He said he he doesn't want it, and I can keep it, toss it, or sell it. Your call. The body fur is attached. A couple claws have fallen off, but it's cool to wear. All right. I have long expressed my interest in a bear cape. And no, not for display purposes. I want to walk around. Don't shake your head, Chris. I want to walk around in a bear cape. I have two major issues, though. One, I don't really want to kill a bear. I have no problem hunting. It's, uh, I'm not one of these animal rights freaks. I grew up hunting deer and antelope and elk and stuff like that and pheasant. Well, I have no problem hunting. I don't like to hunt predators. I don't, I don't know why. I know that's weird. I don't want to kill a lion. You know, I would go kill a Cape Buffalo. I don't want to kill a lion. I don't want to kill a bear at the same time. No, I don't want your bear cape. And I do appreciate the offer. I feel like if you're going to wear one of those, you have to have been the one who killed it. Chris, is that out of line? I feel like that. So I feel like that has to happen, right? Maybe I'll come around to killing a bear. Maybe I'll come maybe a bear will make me mad, Chris. Maybe a bear will make me mad and I'll end him. I'll end him. I want a bear cape. I feel like it has to be done yourself. Jesse the genius. I like this guy already, Chris. Please give us Patriots your thoughts on forming local militia. We've lost in we've lost any faith in all government as they continue to rain their tyranny down upon us. For those of us stuck in blue states through no fault of our own, many of us feel it's necessary to protect ourselves and we've lost all confidence and authority. There's no credibility in anything. Do you recommend forming a local militia for our own protection and safety? Civil War II is inevitable. We must be prepared. We can't rely on the government, so on and so forth. says, I can say his name. His name is Scott. Listen, my friend Clay Martin comes on the show a lot. Right, maybe I'll have him on again next week to talk a little bit about this. He has a couple books. Here I am selling Clay's books, but they're incredible. Concrete Jungle and Prairie Fire. They are modern-day practical guides for this kind of thing. I'm not going to tell you to form a local militia because that can take a lot of different forms, but you should get to know your neighbors. You should know who in your neighborhood has food, You know who has the ability to get clean water. You should you should understand communicating with your neighbors, having open lines of communication, understanding that you'll have to rely on each other and work together if something terrible happens. That's a good thing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, Civil War Part 2 or the Chinese invade. I mean, I remember we've been through a couple quote disasters down here in Houston just since I've been here. Remember Hurricane Harvey when the whole place was underwater? It helped that we all knew each other. The people needed help. Hey, let's go. We got to go over to his house. We're getting a raft. We have to go get this little old lady out of a home. Hey, so-and-so, they're stuck in the water. Come on. We have to go drive over there. It just, it helped that I live in an area, or a neighborhood. We all know each other. We all look out for each other. It doesn't have to be, you know, the Chinese are invading Red Dawn situation. And we had another one where we had a real bad freeze down here. This area is not used to freezing. Everything well, everything froze up, Chris. <laughs> Just thought of that myself. But everything froze up. People were some people were without power, without water. I wasn't without those things, and I always have water and, and extra food and ammunition, things like that. But people who didn't, they knew people in my neighborhood who could help. You need extra clothes. You need blankets. Do you need something warm? Do you? Open lines of communication with the people around you are everything. I'm not telling you you need to go out and do live fire military drills in the streets of your neighborhood. Talk to your neighbor like I said, who has water? who has food? who has communications of some kind? who has ammunition? who has it doesn't hurt to have things stashed away and look. Do I get the eye roll from the wife every time something new comes in? Oh, you bet I do. I bet I I just get a lot of these water purification straws, which are fantastic. You could just basically lean down in a mud puddle and suck water out of it and drink it. It's clean drinking water. These things are incredible. The wife opened it up before I could get to it, and she just looked at me like, Are you kidding me, Jess? I said, No, I'm not kidding. Guess who's prepared with clean drinking water no matter what? So you may get the eye roll from the wife. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Overprepared is underrated. Speaking of prepared, you need to be strong. We live in an age now where men are simply weak. and a lot, Some of that's our fault and some of it's not. There's a lot of crap in the water and plastics. There are a lot of reasons for it. We have a fertility crisis. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low. And guys like Chalk, the company, the American company Chalk, C-H-O-Q, they, they're on a mission to change it. With natural herbal supplements, not chemical crap, not medicines, not injecting a bunch of stuff in your body. I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Toghat 100 every single day. Every day. Those are the two things I take. The results are unbelievable. Try it for just just three weeks. Try it for three weeks. You'll be blown away, fellas. And it's 30% off right now at choq.com if you use the promo code Jesse. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. C-H-O-Q.com, promo code
6: JESSE. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The USA! Jesse Kelly Show.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We habla a little bit here, Chris. Yeah, we do. I habla some, some Espanol. <laughs> Highly educated Jesse Kelly show. <laughs> but look, I mean, I speak better English or I speak better Spanish than this guy speaks
8: English. I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I'd, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over uh, the, uh, the Omicron variant. Oh,
4: gosh. Oh gosh, all right, enough of that. Back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Remember, you can email the show anything you want. Your love, your hate, your death threats. Your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Beloved eye candy. What, Chris? Do you not know? Did you not know there would be payback for taking bites out of your boy's slices of homemade cake? Or was it pie? All right, what she's talking about is this. I know you've probably been listening to the show all week, but my oldest son once again stole all the meatballs before I could get to them and I didn't get to make a meatball sub. What she's referencing is this. We went to, we go to a local farmer's market whenever we can, whenever we drive by when we like it. the wife loves fresh greens and stuff like that. And I love all the fresh sweets that are made there and fresh meats. They always have you know chicken on a stick and we, I just go stuff my face. There's this, oh gosh, I wish I could give her credit. I don't remember the name of it. There's this black lady that sells these homemade pies she makes out of the back of a van. She's just the sweetest human being in the planet. She she knows me by now. And she sells all kinds of different slices of pie. And they're all just the best thing you've ever eaten in your life. I mean, you can tell this woman has taken some care. Probably came from her mom. Like, this woman is awesome. And she's all, Jessie! Every time she, I love her. I just adore her. But we go get pies. We we'll go get it. She sells them by the slice. We go get slices of pies and we'll go home. And if the boys happen to leave their slice unattended on the counter, I'll have a bite or two of it. And they'll come down and they go, Dad. <laughs> anyway, she goes on to say, Are you not bursting with pride at your boy's brazen chutzpah to eat the meatballs not once but twice? Following in the doctor's footsteps. Hilarious. (laughs) Said I can use her name. Her name is Kate. My boys are something else. I'll tell you. And I know. Look, bear with me a second. Okay. I like to talk about my kids. My son, though, my youngest. I think in all fairness, I think I'm raising a genius. And I really genuinely mean a genius. He's. Never, it's, it's been straight A's forever. He gets awarded the first or second highest grade in his class every time. He, I wake up, he's 11 and I'll wake up and he'll be already up studying. And no one told him to study. I mean, it's just amazing. He's a gigantic nerd. A gigantic nerd. He, I, I told you, by the way, about uh, Annie's kit clubs, Annie's genius box. He freaking loves them. Loves them. You want your kid in these things, but it's setting that aside. No, not sports, Chris. Not sports. He cannot play any sport at all. But in his defense, does not want to play any sport at all. He swims like a fish. He could be a he could be a world class swimmer. He just doesn't want to. As as like me, has big hands, big feet, good shoulders. He can swim, but doesn't want to. He wants to read at all times. And I'm look. I'm pointing fingers at him. I understand. I'm the nerd who loves to read. So he grew up, and I'm always reading. All barge in their rooms at night trying to catch him awake and they're always awake and playing. And then I try to act mad and they know I'm not really mad, but you know, you walk into a lot of kids rooms at night and they'll be screwing off or playing video games or something like that. I'll bar- I just bar just happened the other night. I barged it on Luke. Oh, he was hiding under his blankets. I pulled back the blankets. He had a flashlight in his mouth, reading a book. He's reading a book. At all times, he's just always reading a book. There's this huge event going on. Uh yesterday it was going on at their school. Some gigantic wrestling match where the, the teachers were putting on the fake sumo outfits, and the, the whole school was looking forward to watching the teachers' fake sumo wrestle, and everyone's excited about it. And the wife went and she sent me a picture, and you have this sea of kids in the stands cheering and yelling for sumo. And there's my son in the stands reading a book. <sighs> I don't know what he's going to be. Who knows? Jesse, love the show. What was your favorite classic Nintendo game to play as a kid? Oh, Tecmo Super Bowl. We used to play Tecmo Super Bowl forever. What, Chris? You don't even know. You're two years old. You don't even know about classic Nintendo. We played Mario and Duck Hunt and all these. Contra. Contra was the Contra was the bomb. Tear Burger Meister Meister Burger. Ooh, this will be spicy. Where do you stand on FDR's decision to lock up over 100,000 Japanese civilians, as well as 10,000 Germans and 600 Italians? I think it was cruel, but necessary. After all, we learned after the war that West Coast Japanese spies alerted their homeland. Our forces had loaded 16 B-25s onto the deck of the USS Hornet, and the Japanese figured it was for an attack on the Japanese mainland. Also, there was a Japanese spy in the home of Pearl Harbor's leading officer, Admiral Husband E. Kimmel. Thank you, and please don't use my name. I'll never use your... And remember, I'm the last private person on the planet. I don't even use your name if you send me death threats. Unless you tell me to use your name, it will never be used on this show. Everything is private. I disagree, and here's why. Here's why, and I'm not disagreeing for the same reason a lot of people would disagree, because it makes me sound nice. It's not that. It's not that. Let's talk about coronavirus here for a minute. But don't. I'm going to tie this in. I, I'm very, very disappointed in us, in us as a nation, and, and here's why. Coronavirus hit, and China put out all these scary videos. People dropping dead in the streets. And then we started getting videos out of China where they were welding people in their apartments. And I still remember all these. And I remember looking at that thinking, oh gosh, it would suck to live in a communist country like that where they crack down on their own citizens. And then other countries started doing it. And I, I mean, you can call this idealistic, which I guess in hindsight it was. You can call it naive. I thought America would do the freedom solution. Not like anyone else, not like China, not even like Germany, you know, not like Britain here. This is the land of the free. We should have approached everything from a freedom standpoint where a government can't do this to you. They're they're not even allowed to tell you you're not essential and you're not essential and do this and don't do that and take this and take that. I, I wanted that to be us. I mean, we talk about leader of the free world. I wanted us to show the entire world, this is the freedom solution. This is the free way you get through a pandemic. Yeah, you can get through a pandemic. you can treat it. you can protect the vulnerable. You can do these things with but you can't you can't you can't infringe on people's rights, not in America. But we did. We did time and time again then who knows how many people are listening to the sound of my voice and they were ruined. I'm, I'm not done on this yet. Just give me a second. Let me, let me tell you something else. This is why I speak so loudly on behalf of corporations who defend this country because a huge part of the COVID angst I have is how quickly corporations lined up with the communists to oppress you and oppress me. I love my pillow for that reason. I don't think there's been a louder voice in corporate America today than Mike Lindell speaking out on behalf of freedom, on behalf of America. And look, I'm supposed to tell you right now about their obviously amazing Giza dream sheets and how they're buy one, get one free right now. At MyPillow.com with the promo code JESSE, they're buy one, get one free. I would tell you to go to MyPillow and shop even if they weren't buy one, get one free. That's how much I appreciate companies that fight for me. MyPillow.com. Promo code JESSE. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And look. The question was, before before we went to break, the question was, where do I stand on FDR's decision on locking up 100,000 Japanese civilians during World War II? This guy who wrote in supports it, said it was the smart move, so on and so forth. I do not. And I tied it back to coronavirus. America should have been the freedom example for the entire world on how to deal with a pandemic. I apply that same thing to the American civilians. Those were Americans of Japanese descent in World War II. We rounded up 100,000 American civilians and locked them up without cause because they were Japanese. Now, I forget, the, I forget how Japanese you had to be. I think one-eighth. I may have that wrong. Don't quote me on that. I think it would, you had to be one-eighth Japanese to qualify. America, even during a war, World War II, even during a war, America should be the freedom example. And look, maybe I'm biased on this. You know I try to be honest about my biases because I have them. I'm not an unbiased person. I'm honest about my biases with Ted Cruz. I've told you that forever. He's a friend, so it makes me biased in ways I probably shouldn't be. I don't care if you like that or not. I stand with my friends. I'm biased when it comes to Japanese people too. Uh, all cultures are not equal. Some cultures are hot garbage, absolute hot garbage. They still stone women to death in Afghanistan. That's a trash culture. Japanese culture is wonderful. I have I, always loved it. I realized they had some <clears throat> not so great moments during that whole World War II era. I I enjoy Japanese people. I enjoy Japanese culture. I enjoy Japanese food. I just I I like Japan. I think it's a cool place. So maybe I'm biased because of that. I, I can't believe we took 100,000 American civilians and threw them in a camp. And maybe more unbelievable than that is some of the people from those camps chose to join the military and fight anyway, and we were so worried, even though they did that, we were so worried about them still being spies, we made all Japanese units, you may not know about this, and we sent them over to the European theater because we didn't trust them in the Pacific theater. And they went over to the European theater and fought like lions. Uh, I'm going to forget his name, and I'm sure I'd screw up the pronunciation anyway. One Japanese guy won the Medal of Honor in Italy. Gosh, I cannot remember his name right now. I should actually do that Medal of Honor citation soon. This dude was just stacking bodies and ending lives out there. The Japanese units were fantastic. Fantastic. I get what you're saying about hard times, got to make hard choices, those things. I just think... As a country, we should always go with the freedom solution. Huh? Even though I'm sure there are a lot of Trumpers out there upset with your view on Trump and the vaccines, you're right, and people need to hear it. I love Trump, and I couldn't agree more with you. Thanks for being, thanks for not being gutless, Senior Kelly. Didn't say I could say your name. She, what she's re- referring to is earlier this week. I, I played that interview. I'm not going to bother playing it for you again. I played that interview with Donald Trump where he was being interviewed and he started trashing all the GOP guys. Why aren't they talking about the vaccines? Why didn't they admit they got their booster? These guys are cowards. The vaccines, it's just vaccine, 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 vaccine. And I got really frustrated and lost my temper a little bit on the air. Blood pressure went up just a little bit. I could actually feel it in my head pulsing when I was yelling, but I got frustrated because I feel like he's on an ego mission now to get credit for something instead of a mission to save the country. That's what I went off on. That doesn't mean I dislike Trump. I, I'm with her. I, I, I thought he was a great president. And I loved him. If he can change and drop all this madness, you know, totally going to support him again if, if he's the one who comes out of the primary field. But we have to be about something bigger now. And by the way, to... To your credit, I did not get blasted for that stance. That was a hard stance to take on the most republic on the most popular Republican in America. The emails into this show were ninety-five percent. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, it was overwhelming people who agreed with me. And look, I think I think everyone who achieves any level of influence, I think they all make the same mistake. And I think Trump probably makes this same mistake, too, because it's human nature. And this is the mistake I think people make. Uh, Whatever your influence level, whether you're an actor or an athlete or uh, maybe you're a a pundit of some kind or a president or whoever whoever you are, people with influence, because everyone is always around them, They, they have their own orbit. They have nothing but people around them saying how great they are and you're wonderful and this is the best and you're great you start to over-inflate how much you are in control of what the masses think and do, it would be easy for, uh, let's take it about me. That's always the best. That's my favorite. What, Chris? It's my favorite thing to do. And all will see you. So Let's make it about me. What if, and maybe I'll do this one day. I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe it'll get to my head or something like that. What if I started thinking, oh, man, all these people listen to my radio show. They all watch my TV show on the first TV every night. I, I'm basically guiding these people and showing them what to think and how to think. I'm teaching all these people. I'm in charge. And I started going completely off the rails on certain issues and things like that. I'm not in charge of you. You would just leave and you should leave. I'm not guiding the wave. I'm riding the wave. The same thing applies to Donald Trump. Donald Trump, very smartly, and and I'm grateful he did it, he jumped on top of a wave that existed, a wave of American patriotism that was bubbling out there, of wanting to secure the border, of wanting to crack down on trade deals, of wanting this, of wanting that. There was an untapped base out there he smartly recognized, tapped into it, and wrote it into the White House. I think he thinks he's in control of it. And it would be normal. It would be human nature to feel like you're in control of it. He's at the rallies. Everyone's chanting his name. The dudes are waving at him. Pretty girls holding up Trump signs. It would be easy to feel like, I am the commander of these people. And they will do. These masses will do as, as I see fit. I'm not. That's not an insult. I think that's human nature. I think Donald Trump genuinely believes his base. They'll take anything he tells them to take. They will not. They'll leave you. Mr. President, they're going to walk out on you. They will. They're not, they're not robots. People, the communists are, they all go to the hive mind to, to figure out what to think and what position to take on an issue. The right is not that way. These are individual thinkers who were attracted to him because he was an outsider, because he was bolder, because he trashed the media, because of all these positions, he's not guiding the wave. He's riding the wave. And I think being president and the rallies and the billionaires and everything else, I think it makes it hard to see that. And that's not unique to him. Like I said, you see this, you see this all the time with people who will they'll get super famous about something. And then they'll just completely go way off brand and off sideways and and they'll get crushed by their fans. And almost every time they're shocked by it. Why is everyone so mean to me? You thought you were guiding them. You're riding them. You're not guiding them. And now that that rhymes, Chris, get ready for me to use that a lot. What? I like how it sounds. Mainly I like how it sounds when I say it, Chris. <laughs> Chris, please do me a favor. I, I need to hear it again. Would you play dome for me? I'm sorry. I can't I can't wrap my mind around Joe Biden's a disaster, and this is the backup plan. Remember, this person is likely going to be president within the next three years.
6: Does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working? We're gonna change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time?
0: It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down.
4: That human being... Oh, man, I hate to even say this because it's, 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 it, it's such a dark thought. That human being... Is going to be president of the United States of America. Don't shake your head, Chris. She is that president. That human being is going to be president of the United States of America at some point in the next four in the next three years. Can you believe that? Can you believe that that human being is going to rise to the highest office in the nation? I just oh God. All right. All right. Someone has a question about national divorce and the lines and how are we doing this whole thing? So I realize we haven't done any national divorce talk in a little while. I'm going to break down some national divorce talk for you here in just a second. Now, I just brought up my youngest son. This Annie's Genius Box, I'm telling you, it is genius. They send it to you once a month. And what it does is it encourages your kids' curiosity, encourages them to do critical thinking, imagination, they're getting smarter while they have fun. They get three hands-on activities. They get a top-secret mission envelope, and they're learning. They don't know they're doing it. They're learning geology and chemistry and aerodynamics. But in their minds, they're examining fossils or they're building robots. These things are awesome. Teach your kids to think. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio and you'll save 75% on your first box. You can't beat that. Try one box. Believe, believe me. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio saves you 75%. Don't, don't just hope your kid learns how to think. Show them.
6: Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. Mean, mean it
4: is. The Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Let's get back to your questions. I've been falling behind here. Jesse. If a national divorce happens, what will happen to swing states like my state, North Carolina? I'm sure other listeners in swing states would like to know. Says I can say his name, his name is Noah. Listen. This is how I envision national divorce happening. This is not how it's going to happen. This is how it should happen. I want to stress I'm not naive. This is not how it's going to happen. How it should happen is this. The left, the communists, and the right, you, me, all of us, we just decide, hey, we hate each other. It happens. You've known couples like this Maybe you've been in a relationship like this. Hey, we hate each other the other to the point where it's actually unhealthy and unsafe that we live together. It's better for you. It's better for me if we just let's just go our separate ways. And so from there, we hire a neutral arbitrator. So it wouldn't be someone like me because you know what I you know where I stand. You know it's not going to be uh, Nancy Pelosi either. You know where she stands. We track down a neutral arbitrator, and we, with a few representatives from the right, of course, I need to be the lead representative, and then a few representatives from the communists, we come sit down. I don't care if it takes a week. I don't care if it takes a month. And just like some painful divorce arbitration, we sit down, and we decide who gets what. Who gets the kids? Who gets the dog? Who gets the house? Who gets the cars? Only we'll be talking about other things. Who gets this state? Who gets this coast? Who gets how much of the Navy or Air Force? Who gets how much of the debt? Remember, you're not just dividing up assets. You're dividing up liabilities. Who gets how many nuclear weapons? What's our trade agreement between the two nations? Is there a trade agreement? How's immigration handled? How... I know this sounds pie in the sky. It's not because I don't think it's going to happen. That's a long way to answer your question of, I don't know. I've always I've always thought like this when it comes to national divorce. You get people on the right, understandably, because maybe this is you, you get people on the right who say, forget those communists. I'm not giving up anything. Okay. Every divorced buddy of mine I've ever talked to said those exact words at the beginning of his divorce process and ended up giving up stuff. She's not she's not getting my dog. Yeah, she is. At right. least part of the time. But she's never going to see the kids. Ah, she is. Okay? Let's understand we didn't preserve a unified country. We allowed the communists to worm their way into our education system, our media, our entertainment. They have then worked their way from there into the lead of every single cultural institutions, from corporations to universities to politics to everything. They are firmly rooted in this country. We didn't do a good enough job keeping them out. That sucks. But guess what? Life's hard sometimes. You don't always get what you want. I wish that hadn't happened. It happened. They're in major positions of power in this country. We don't have the luxury of saying they're not getting anything. okay yes they are. Yes, they are. I don't I don't want to give them I mean pick your state. They're not getting California. Okay, well, I don't know. we're not at the negotiating table yet, but they might. I don't want them to. I don't want them to get anything. I don't want them to have a thing. They're gonna get something. We're gonna get something. I know this is ridiculous. I honestly want it to happen, though. I do not feel as if this is healthy, and frankly, I don't feel like this is safe anymore to live in the same country like this, this divided. It's not safe. I've brought, I've brought up this analogy before, and it really, it, it's exactly what I mean. What we are right now as a nation, we're a husband and wife. The husband wants to move to the suburbs, white picket fence, raise some kids, Barbecue, go to church, hang out with the neighbors. The wife wants to tour Europe with Metallica and do black tar heroin. Okay. There's no merging that. If he wanted to move to the suburbs, but she, but she wanted an apartment in the city. Okay. They can work that out. We can work something out. They're not the same people. They shouldn't be together. They should go for everyone's sake, for his sake, for her sake, they should go away. They should go their separate ways. This is not healthy anymore. They are absolutely hellbent on burning this nation to its knees. If they had their way, every kid would be going through transition surgery to become a transgender. That, that is how sick they've become. We can't even agree on what men and women are anymore. I don't want to share a nation with somebody who would do that to a child. If you're somebody who gives your child puberty blockers, because you told your child they can pick their gender, I don't want to live around you. And guess what? I fully acknowledge you probably don't want to live around me. You probably think I'm insane. Fine. Why are we living together? Why don't you go have your insane country? I'll have a normal country full of normal people. Chris, you have that. You have that email from that kid. We got an email from the kid. A kid emailed the show. Apparently he listens in secret and I was supposed to read this before the end of the last hour. So we're not going to stiff the kid. I'll tell you that much. We're getting it to him. Oh, great and powerful Jesse. I'm a 13 year old boy. He said, (laughs) please don't think I'm stupid just yet. I wouldn't have thought you're stupid brother. My family is all very Republican. And honestly, I think I know about the government to win a decent argument. Me and my friend both love your show and typically listen to the last hour and a half of it every night. I'd love to listen to more wisdom, but that's all I have time for at the moment with homework and all that jazz. I love this kid. In my school, we get all kinds of gays wearing pride flags as capes, furries, and he puts in parentheses, kids that identify as friggin' animals. What people identify as... That's real, Chris? Good grief. We have people pushing their BLM stuff at school. He said all are white, by the way, or their Trump hate at school, but... We also have kids wearing Let's Go Brandon hats and Trump support hats and blue line shirts. I personally don't think schools should be a place for this. Kids get on on full-on vaccine arguments yelling at lunch, and I'm guilty of severely hurting some somewhat snowflake liberals' feelings over the vaccine. What should I do? Should I worry about all this COVID BS and government stuff? I will answer your question in just a moment. It is the Jesse Kelly show with me, Jesse, the Oracle Kelly, Chris on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday, back to these questions. I got to get to as many as because we are running out of show here. I'll I'll recap it for you. He's 13 year old kid. Uh, apparently listens at night. There's a bunch of politics in his school, everything from BLM flags, to Trump flags and so on and so forth. And I'll just read the end of it here. What should I do? Should I worry about all the COVID stuff? Should I just not bother with learning it quite yet? I want as a teenager to have homework, grades, girls, and who I'm hanging out with on a Friday night to be the only worries on my mind, but they are not. What do you think an average American kid I should do? He said, this is my favorite part. If you can't answer this in the last hour of your show, because I know this email's late, then please, and I know you don't answer emails, answer mine. Thank you for your words you share with me. Don't say my name on the air. My parents don't really know I'm listening until 10 o'clock. <laughs> I love this kid. Thanks, Mr. Supreme Jesse, sir. All right. I get this question a lot actually from parents, and I do. we do get some kids email the show. My kid wants to get involved. What should I do? My kid wants to have an opinion. What should I do? My kid wants to dress up as Trump for Halloween. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? do, I do? And I don't like my answer. I think I'm correct, but that doesn't mean I like my answer. Because I'll be honest with you, as a father, I have an 11 year old and I have a 13 year old, just like this guy, is, just the same age as this guy. I tried forever to keep them away from politics, because I wanted for them the same thing he describes. You know, I want my kids, I want my kids drinking too much Mountain Dew. I want them going out at night and scraping up their knees. I want them roasting marshmallows. I I, I I don't want them involved in all this crap we're involved in. I don't. That's not what I wanted. Now, that turned out to be extremely naive just because, I mean, remember – I'm just a normal person who fell backwards into a media career three years ago. So my whole life, all they've ever known is me in construction or me selling RVs or something like that. That's So they've been normal. But now that I do this, it's inevitable. They listen to the show. They watch the show. They think it's cool. I, you can't avoid that. And so now when I get home sometimes... They want to talk about politics. They want to talk about Joe Biden. They want to talk about uh, Black Lives Matter. They, they want to talk about it. And at first, I'll be, I'll be frank, I didn't like that. I, I it's cause That's not what I wanted for them. I wanted something else. What's that old great John Adams line? I study war and politics so my sons can study mathematics and philosophy. It's that whole, I want to be in the fight so they can have normal lives. However, that's naive on my part, and that's wishful thinking on my part, and that's normal for a parent. The truth is, I should and I do be pre- I should be pre- pre- be preparing my sons for the fight they're going to have their whole lives. It's not as if it's not as if you and me are just going to wrap this bad boy up here in a couple days, and then our kids can move on. We have a hundred years of fighting back against the communists. My sons, your sons, your daughters, they're going to have to wade into that muck. They are. They're going to have to be part of that fight. You, brother, 13 years old, get equipped. I'm not telling you to go get in trouble in school. Keep your head down. Keep your nose clean. Stay out of trouble in school. I'm not saying that. You might have to get involved, though. And why not? Why not? Why not get involved? It's not exactly uncommon for a 13-year-old to be taught the values of his parents and aimed in a specific direction. So parents with kids, you who wrote in the email, anyone curious about this? I'm not saying you have to go out there and start screaming at every liberal protest. Don't start doing stuff like that. You want to start learning the issues, learning how to think on things? I think there's incredible value there. But remember, I want you to remember something, too. And this applies to everybody, myself included. Don't think just being loud on something means you're ready to get involved in the political arena. Read. You have to read and come up with some kind of basis of knowledge out there for why you believe what you believe or the communists will break you down. And there are great online resources, too. Maybe you hate reading. There are great online resources for this, different videos about various positions and subjects out there. What do you feel about taxes? Why do you feel this way? The role of government here, Uh, illegal immigration, abortion. Pick your issue. Even if you can't read, there are wonderful resources out there available to you. Uh, Prager. Prager University is a, is a huge one out there right now. Prager University is a huge one. Now I admit I don't watch a ton of it, but I know people who do and they like it. So that's not—I'm not pitching for Prager. Just know there are a lot of things like that out there available for you. I uh, yeah, get involved. Regarding your 2024 GOP primary, who would be on your big board? Do you have a list of favorites you would like to see run against these lunatics? I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm. Um, And this is why my personal friendship with Cruz aside, I I don't, I don't fall in love with politicians and never have. And I never will even Cruz. I'm fully, fully aware that Cruz has flaws, maybe gigantic flaws that will keep him out of the Oval Office. And that's fine with me. I, I don't worship the guy. He's just a friend. I don't worship any politicians ever. Not Trump, not DeSantis, not Cruz, not Pence, not anybody and because of that, I don't, have, I don't have what you call a big board. And this is the reason why. I view, you've heard me say it a thousand times before on the show, I view the administrative state. I'm talking about the DOJ, FBI, NSA, the weaponization of the administrative state against Republicans. I view that as being the most dangerous issue in America today. That's not a side issue. It's a big deal if we're about to have the NKVD in this country, a really big deal. I want to hear which Republican candidate will speak about it and speak about it boldly. Not in some passing halfway thing where, all right, but hey, let's throw the base a quick bone here and then we can move on to taxes. I love taxes. I want to hear who is willing to step up and publicly speak boldly about the dangerousness, I don't know if dangerousness is a word, about the dangerousness of the FBI aiming its sights at Americans. The Biden administration is out there creating new domestic terrorism groups just to focus on you and me. Man, that is wild. That is wild. And if the next Republican running for office is not willing to speak out in a bold way against that and promise massive reforms when it comes to that, I'm out. I don't care who they are. If you're not willing to speak boldly about that, I'm out. If I have to hear one more freaking person on the right talk about the good men and women at the FBI, I'm going to vomit in the trash can. Where are they? It's not that I don't think they exist, but where are they? Where are the whistleblowers as the Federal Bureau of Investigation aims its sights on half the country? It's a big deal. And so I didn't mean to give you a mealy-mouthed answer there or dance around the subject, but that's why I don't have a big board yet. I watch and I wait. No, I'm not all in for anyone. I'm not all in for Trump. I'm not all in for DeSantis. I'm not all in for pick your candidate. I'm not. I want to wait and see what they talk about. As I brought up before, I want to wait and see what Trump talks about. If Trump is going to talk again about securing the border and cleaning out the swamp and stuff like that, All right, I'm listening. If I'm going to get a pharmaceutical rep from Trump for the next year, I'm out. Goodbye. I'm done. I'm done with it. Doesn't know what time it is. I'm done. All right? All right, we're going to get to as many Ask Dr. Jesse questions as I can rapid fire blow through in the final segment. But first, ammo is expensive, and there's not a lot of it out there. And the truth is you are only as good as your practice level with your weapon. You know that. All those Navy SEALs, Green Berets, I can't believe how well they shoot. They weren't born that way. They shoot that well because they practice all the time. You know, you can practice right in your home, and you can have real data, and you can have feedback on your shooting technique, all this in your home without firing a single shot. It's called Mantis X. You want to know how Marines, All oh, these Marines are such great shots. You want to know what they're using at Marine Corps Boot Camp in Paris Island? Mantis X. You want to learn to shoot like a Marine? Go get a Mantis X system. It's incredible. Ninety-four percent of shooters improve within twenty minutes of use. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Go to mantisx.com, M-A-N-T-I-S, the letter X. dot com mantisx.com. You are only as good as you have practiced. Missed out?
7: Catch up.
6: jessikellyshow.com.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can email your questions into jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Chris, I'd almost forgotten that big tech wanted this clip censored. They started deleting it off of Twitter and other social media sites. So because of that, we need to make sure we play it often on the show because you can't censor me. This is the CEO of Pfizer.
5: Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, um, in getting there's I think very good.
4: Well, I'm sorry, very limited production, if any. Okay, back to your questions here, Jesse. My libtard brother insists that 10 to 12 percent of people who get Omicron die. Do you have any stats? I think it's closer to one or two percent, if that. I usually don't. F- I usually don't find really tall guys attractive, but you sure are handsome. <laughs> All right it's not even close to 1% or 2%. It's way, way less than 1%. But this is back to what we were talking about earlier in the show, the challenge we have. You're, you're not talking to somebody who needs a little bit more education on like one issue. You're dealing with someone who resides in a world of make-believe. If you are someone who simply – you watch traditional news sources – you read the New York Times. You, you watch ABC at night. You're so misinformed you don't live in the real world. You don't live in the real world. So I would highly recommend this because it is your brother. Be as gentle as humanly possible with it. You can send him statistics. Send him graphs. Send him charts. Send him statistics so he can read. Don't be frustrated, though, if that doesn't work because remember that Yuri Bezmenov clip we've played for you a thousand times where he talks about once people have been demoralized, what, what is how does Yuri put it? True facts mean nothing to him. He said you could take these people to the Soviet Union and show them the concentration camps and they still wouldn't believe it. Once you've existed in a world of make-believe for long enough, sometimes you, you can't be saved. Jesse, I was on a long road trip with my fiance recently, so obviously I had to play Freebird and jam out, flying 90 down the highway. About two minutes into the guitar solo, she changed the song, (laughs) Should I Have Left Her Beep in Nashville? His name is Matthew. Yeah, you should have left her in Nashville. Forget about Nashville. You should have left her on the side of the road. Yeah, I'm a fan of Trump too, but I want DeSantis as president. And we both know that Trump keeps on pushing those vacs. And I thank you for pointing this out. We know that he's playing super Trump with his cape to save the day with a life-saving vaccine. And so we won't let up on this. He'd rather stay with the corruption to support his ego rather than do the right thing and expose it. It's now the pandemic of the vaccinated. Have a great weekend. I, I'll tell you as hard as I was earlier this week on him, I'm not ready to just write Donald Trump off. Donald Trump, let's, let's do. keep in mind, Donald Trump did a lot of good as president of the United States of America and his mere presence there exposed just how deep the rot goes in this country, just how corrupt the system is, just how stacked it is against you and against me. His existence there helped. Let's not dismiss that. Obviously, I, I hope someone gets to him my hope is there is someone in his life who he trusts enough who can get to him and say, hey, I, I know you want credit for Operation Warp Speed. You've got to read the temperature of the room, pal. That's not The base doesn't want to hear about Warp Speed right now. They want to hear about immigration and, and the FBI and all these other things. You've got to set this vaccine salesman stuff aside. I don't know whether that will happen. I don't know whether he has someone like that in his life. Keep in mind, guys are prideful anyway. It's not exactly our best quality, but we're prideful anyway. We are stuck in our ways. It's hard to change us. You can still find me at Red Lobster. It's hard to change us. And I'm not an 80-year-old billionaire former president. He's a billionaire and the former president of the United States of America. Donald Trump doesn't look at himself in the mirror and assess himself and says, Ooh, I need to change this, 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 and this. I don't like this. That He doesn't think in those terms. Guys who achieve on that level don't think in those terms. So I don't know that there's anyone in his life who can talk to him. Uh, Donald Trump has always been really, really, really good at figuring out what the base wants to hear. I have no idea whether he's been retired too long or what, but man, he is, he is, he's not saying it now. I'll tell you that much. I'm 38. And my father, who's in his seventies, both love how you call the left, what they are communists. I also prefer to spend my evenings watching war documentaries. And I consider myself a historian, but the hardest documentary for me to watch was about Mao and what he did to take control of China. It was pure evil. And I find it ironic how socialist supporters call everyone who doesn't agree with them Nazi when Hitler was a socialist himself. Uh, Mao, I think, is, I mean, that's hard to say with Stalin right there. And obviously Hitler is always competing. Mao might be the most evil human being to ever walk the planet. When you when you read about the things he did, uh, we, t- we, uh, we talk a little bit of, oh. Chris brought up Pol Pot. Yeah, Pol-, Pol Pot killed 25% of his own country. 25%. No one touched those numbers. No, Mao didn't touch those numbers. The thing about Mao is he seemed to be, I mean, Stalin was kind of, like Stalin had a gigantic book where he would he would sign off on the death warrant of a bunch of people. And sometimes in this book, he would write little notes about them, nasty little notes, traitor, things like that. So uh, Stalin is evil. And remember, Stalin was a murderer before he was a dictator. Stalin, would, uh, he was a robber. He would go around and rob banks to give the money to the communists. He was a violent criminal before that. So Stalin was a violent, sadistic man. There are probably examples out there, and because we have so many history buffs who listen, I'll probably have someone who corrects me. I don't know that I've read about Stalin liking to watch people get tortured. Mao loves to watch people get tortured. He tortured to death, basically, one of his best friends. He insisted they videotape it so he could watch it over and over again. So Mao's a different cat. All right, on that happy note, <laughs> put a smile on your face. Keep your chin up. It's weekend time. That's all.